Start selling on Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash POS for a $1 per month trial. Hey, everyone. I'm Kristen Holmes, a national correspondent in for David Chalian. This is the CNN Political Briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Monday, July 17th. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and other GOP presidential hopefuls are trying to differentiate themselves from Donald Trump at an evangelical event today. I'm coming to you from Arlington, Virginia today, moments after Florida Governor Ron DeSantis delivered a keynote speech at a large evangelical event. At the Christians United for Israel Summit, DeSantis explained his foreign policy agenda for Israel and the Middle East. I am proud uh, to stand here. I'm thankful that all of us Christians are standing here to stand with the modern miracle that is the modern state of Israel. We will never waver in our defense of Israel. Uh, We will stand strong for the Jewish people. He advocated for certain policies approved during the Trump administration, but didn't offer explicit praise for the former president, who's the frontrunner in the GOP primary right now. The policies included the Abraham Accords, a group of joint normalization agreements between Israel and the Arab nations in the Middle East, brokered by the U.S. during the Trump administration. He said his administration would expand the Abraham Accords if he were elected, and touted his faith, his personal connection to Israel, and his record advocating for the nation. DeSantis also slammed the Biden administration for weighing in on the judicial reform bill in Israel. Comments that were similar to what DeSantis said when visiting the country in April. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's controversial bill would give parliament control over appointing judges and the ability to override Supreme Court decisions, leading to mass protests in the country. Here's what DeSantis said on the matter today. You have different things that go on in Israel, like with this judicial uh, reform. Biden needs to butt out of that and let Israel govern itself. Today, Biden and Netanyahu actually had a phone call where Biden invited the prime minister to come to the U.S. and Netanyahu accepted. DeSantis also said his administration would work to broker a peace agreement between the U.S. and Saudi Arabia. The pressure is on for DeSantis to appeal to this voting bloc after recent concerns about his campaign. Candidates filed campaign finance reports with federal regulators over the weekend, which revealed that DeSantis raised $20 million during the second fundraising quarter, which ended June 30th. That is a strong total, but his campaign is burning through that cash and fast. The filing shows DeSantis spent nearly $8 million since he entered the contest in late May. Travel and payroll expenses each topped $1 million, and more than $800,000 went to digital fundraising consulting. And now we're learning that the DeSantis campaign has cut some staff. Trump spokesperson Stephen Chung said DeSantis has, quote, clearly mismanaged his supporters' donations, adding, if he can't even run his own campaign correctly, how can he run a country? Another warning sign for DeSantis, who the donations are coming from. A small share, less than 15 percent of these contributions from individuals came in amounts of $200 or less. Small donations can indicate how a campaign is doing on a grassroots level. But on Fox News yesterday, DeSantis defended his fundraising numbers. We raised more money than Joe Biden did in the second quarter, who's the sitting president. And we raised more money than Donald Trump did into his campaign, who, of course, was the former president. DeSantis did raise more than Biden and Trump, but both of them also raised tens of millions more for their bids in allied fundraising committees, pushing their total hauls higher 
$72 million in the case of Biden and $35 million in the case of Trump. When Fox News pressed DeSantis about his slipping poll numbers and Trump's growing lead in the primary, DeSantis blamed Trump's high-profile indictment. Look, I think at the end of the day, the Bragg indictment just elevated him. And it wasn't so much that uh, people were doing it because he was indicted. I think a lot of people, including me, believe that it was a miscarriage of justice. So I think there was a lot of sympathy. Trump has pleaded not guilty to 37 charges related to alleged mishandling of classified documents. Other Republican presidential candidates are also here in Virginia today, like former Vice President Mike Pence and former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley. The GOP frontrunner, former President Donald Trump, was not invited to this event. These candidates believe there is a section of evangelicals that are seeking an alternative to Trump. So today we're seeing these candidates trying to differentiate themselves from the former president. This weekend's campaign finance reports showed Haley in the middle of the Republican pack, with more than $6.8 million in the bank. But it showed Pence is at the bottom, bringing in less than $1.2 million, raising questions about whether he stands a chance or not in this race. Nearly 30% of contributions from individuals to Pence came from people who donated $200 or less. Meanwhile, another interesting development to keep an eye on in the 2024 race, and that is Senator Joe Manchin. Some Democrats are worried he's toying with the idea of a third-party presidential run. The West Virginia senator is speaking at a New Hampshire town hall today hosted by No Labels, a group actively considering running a unity ticket featuring one Democrat and one Republican. Manchin told CNN the event isn't about a bid for president, but he also wouldn't entirely rule it out either. And Manchin is up for re-election next year and hasn't said whether he's running yet. No label said it would make a final decision next year about whether it would put forward a third-party candidate. Arizona Senator Mark Kelly, who represents a swing state Biden won by a sliver of just over 10,000 votes, told CNN he's raised the issue with Manchin. You know, I don't, you know, think uh, no labels is a political party. I mean, this is a few individuals uh, putting dark money behind an organization. And, And that's not what our democracy should be about. It should not be about a few rich people. CNN has reached out to no labels, which is a nonprofit that does not disclose its donors. The group has blasted previous efforts to dispute its right to participate in the political process as undemocratic. Its event today is meant to launch the group's new, quote, common sense platform on immigration, healthcare, gun control, the economy, and other issues that it believes are being ignored by what it views as two increasingly extreme main parties. Manchin is a moderate Democrat, meaning Democrats fear a potential bid could take votes away from President Joe Biden. The center-left think tank Third Way said that a third-party candidate could be especially damaging for Biden in key swing states. Biden's campaign is also specifically targeting anti-Trump Republicans and independent voters, which a Manchin campaign would likely zero in on. Growing speculation about a third-party candidate is being fueled by public dissatisfaction with the options. Polls show that both Biden and former President Donald Trump are not that popular, and many voters do not want to see a rematch between the two. And as we talked about earlier, Ron DeSantis has failed to meet expectations as Trump's main challenger. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like the show, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow.